We are back as four humble nerds in our quiet corner of the internet to do another Nerd Herd review. And this week, we are looking at... What are we looking at, folks? All together now? Maximum, maximum Carnage! Woo. Oh, there we go. We are Yay. indeed looking at Maximum Carnage, which was 14 issues <laughs> in total, which this was a long one to get through this week, I felt. Yeah. Before we get to that, let's introduce people, because I forgot to do that last week, and I felt really guilty. I've not slept. That's how guilty I felt about this. <laughs> <laughs> so over this side, we have uh, Scott from Scott Shelf. Hello. Hey, Scott. Down. Down mm-hmm. here, un- underneath, we have Phil from Comics Gaming Figures. Hey, folks. And we have our man Shane from Dawn of Comics down there Hello. in the basement. Hey, How are you? Everybody good? I'm good, good man. I'm good. Yeah, we're ready for this. Yeah. yeah. Stoked. Yeah. Pumped. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this, as you, if you've been watching the last two that we've done of, of this uh we will have a leaderboard at the end so we will score this and you'll see where it falls in our nerd herd leaderboard before we get to that though and we have the discussion let's see who's making up the herd today we've got uh t1 collectibles and gaming in here good evening to you tottenham gaming what's up guys evening to you good our man Luke. is that your brother that's my brother hey. <laughs> Bringing the family. We got Luke, our man Luke from Hydra Collectibles. Hi guys, I hope everyone is well. I've been looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this arc. They might be good, they might be bad. We've got MJ Comics. How are you guys? We got Amy in here. We've got Andy from Perpetual Comics. We've got the Funky Joker. How are you doing, Liam? We got a uh, comic deal. We got a, quite a few people in here today. We got our man from across the Atlantic, Sith Lordly. How are you, sir? And we got Tapia's Family Comics. How are you, mate? There you go. I think if have I missed anyone, I don't think I have. If I have, I do apologise. That is the herd today. It's a ginormous herd. That is quite a large herd. Big herd. You wouldn't want to get in the way of them people, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Right, kids, let's settle in. Grab your tea, your beer, your coffee, your class aids, whatever you want to do. We're class. going in for this. That's making a party. See you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, let's kick it off then. Maximum carnage. And it's worth noting for people, this is various writers, various artists. Um, it's not essentially really a story. It was more of a crossover event, I feel, like, yes. for me. Um, so there was various artists, various writers, and it did kind of transcend most Spider-Man titles around at that time in 1993. So to ease us into this now, Scott, you know I'm picking on you this oh, week, mate. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. Do you want to give us a quick rundown of, of what it was about? Quick gist? A quick, a quick synopsis. Um, so there's Carnage. He comes in uh, out of the blue... Um, finds out that he can uh, use a symbiote in a different way than just having a costume, and he just gathers a group of villains, wreaks havoc uh, against a group of good guys. Uh, Venom is amongst one of those good guys. Um, but yeah, I think it's literally just that. It's a bunch of bad guys, bunch of good guys. Carnage, Spider-Man, Venom are the main ones. 
Yeah, it's it. essentially, it's a tale as old as time. Alien symbiote spawns an offspring. It's <laughs> my favourite one. It's in the Bible, isn't it? It's could be. It's more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, folks. That is the rundown. As always, we'll get to, you know, just having a general conversation and we'll hone in on some of those specifics uh, about, you know, what we feel and some of those issues that maybe came up, the pros and the cons. So, Shane, do you want to go first? Just give us your general thoughts on what you thought of the uh, the, the story arc for Maximum Carnage. Um, story arc's a bit of a strong word. <laughs> okay. um, it was just, it was a nothing story. It was just action, wasn't it? It was just scene after scene of action. There was no story. I mean, everyone pretty much ended how they started. There was nothing. I mean, I've, my notes say it about four times. Where's the story? Nothing's happening. Nothing's moving forward. It's just they have a fight. They stop fighting. They each get a new member to the team. They fight again. They don't win. They don't lose. They get another member of the team. They fight again. And it's just every single issue is the same thing. For me, I felt it was very much the same thing. I enjoyed watching them fight. I'm not going to lie. Those double splash pages were great. Yeah, but there's only so many times you can see a group of heroes fighting when the outcome is going to be exactly the same. So I did get a bit, I got a bit tired as I was mm. reading it. So everyone was quick to run away from the fight, weren't they? <laughs> they, they never seemed to want to finish it. They were like, they we, we, need one more member. we need one more member on the team and then we'll win. Oh no, yeah. Carnage has got another member. So we need one more member. Oh no, Carnage has got another member. It almost <laughs> got ridiculous, didn't it, when they were kind of just kind of separating from this fight. They would come, they would fight, and it was almost the one step away from going, oh, I've left the oven on, I've got to go. You know? <laughs> just kind of like any reason to go and then come back and fight again. I do agree yeah. with that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think my notes, my notes are literally a list of characters and the order they appear in, and then um, chain smoking Mary Jane. And, <laughs> yeah, um, just dress smoking. <laughs> just, I think there were about you. two pages where she didn't have a cigarette in her hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> or Mary Jane as well. Like, uh, maybe this is the thing with 90s art, but did they purposely draw her sexy? Like, oh, she had the glamour of her, and you know. There's some scenes where she obviously they drew her boobs bigger than other scenes or whatever. So it's just they just made her look really sexy throughout the whole comic. Wasn't she a model <laughs> back then though? So sorry? wasn't she, she was a model during that actress, time? Actress, wasn't oh, she? Actress. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. But um there were a couple of characters I noticed that were drawn with slightly larger heads than they should have had in perspective. But that's the artist's fault, you know, it's not not a major gripe it's just mm. you notice it when you read so many comics you just notice a misshapen or massive head on a character i guess tom's talking about the uh the the, the um the way that they've kind of drawn mary jane it's the 90s yeah. of course they did <laughs> well, that's right <laughs> i'm just checking what people are saying here based on what we're talking about luke's saying he's so glad the herd agrees with my thoughts i reread this arc when absolute carnage came out and was disappointed nostalgia didn't save this one wish i kept it as a memory to Ooh. See, I mm. would have my back on this. He's a big Spider-Man fan. Ooh, that's what's interesting about this, right? Yeah, some people you kind of like, oh, really? They think that, you know? I mean, it was good to look at. I'm not going to lie. The, like I said, the action panels were great. And the colour and, you know, the art, for the most part, was really mm. good. But yeah, the, the, reading it, there's nothing happening. The only issue I had with the art, much like the writing, and I was going to get to this like a bit later down the line, but I think you know you brought that up now, so I might as well say is that 
I think it's because it was different writers and different artists. I feel like I felt that some of it connected more than other issues. Like I could read a couple of issues and I'd be, and then I'd get to one. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like the art in this. Yeah. It's a bit kind of messy and a bit cluttered. And yeah, of course, my favorite issues were where Bagley was on the book, but Bagley right. was kind of like my artist for Spider-Man growing up. You know, like that was that was my kind of thing. But yeah, I found that much similar with the writing as well. Like I think issue two was a bit of an off-putter for me. Like I think I read that. I was like, the hell is going on here? It, I don't know whether it was me. Like I read it when I was tired or something, but it just seemed like the points, it was a bit incoherent in, in mm. issue two. I think I was like, what? You know, but I find it jumped around on that for me. So you like whenever you have like a, like I say a seven or eight issue story arc and they refer to something that happened four issues back and say back in issue two, blah, blah, blah. But this just kept spinning back in the Amazing Spider-Man 379 or whatever. So it wasn't saying one to 14 of the book. So never mm. referred back and thinking, what, what one was that? I couldn't remember. I thought it was so, mm. it yeah, is so over the place. Should have said parts back in yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, Phil, did you read this digitally or as a graphic novel or? Uh, digitally, I, I I had to get Marvel Unlimited for a week's trial to, to read this. I'm going to it. Yeah, I see. I, I read it digitally, but I read the single issues. Like, yeah. They were in digitally. So. When it said, you know, three, I could go, I could go back if I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nice. What I did like um, about, uh, you know, they had a vast amount of characters and, 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 and I'm glad they didn't just chuck them all in in one go. I'm glad they took the time over that, what, like five, six, seven issues maybe to kind of just trickle them all in and like let new readers like myself to discover who like, um, Carry on was and who Cloak and Dagger were, and things like that. And it was it wasn't just a massive, just character vomit all over the place. And just <laughs> like secret wars, you mean? You can say it. It's okay. Yeah. This is a safe right. space. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Just like Secret Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, I, I like that part. But I'm I'm totally on your side as well, Shane. Where the it was just new person fight. New person, fight. Mary Jane, me, I'm worried about Peter. Fight. Spider-Man's like, oh, no, I'm hurt. Oh, no, what do I do? Oh, no, let's do do this. And then, but in terms of his turmoil, I actually enjoyed that. I know I'm joking about it, but the, the turmoil he had throughout the whole run, um, I enjoyed it. Um, you could see the kind of, well, not even, it starts up here and it goes down like this and it comes <laughs> back up and it was nice. Um, yeah. Uh, it was good to see him kind of go through that journey and especially talking through that stuff about like being like the, the issues his dad had about the fact that everyone was a monster and everyone has that kind of monsterish thing inside them. And uh, it was good to see that. Um, uh, what's the word? The contrasting side between them about it as well. I yeah. And essentially that, that, that's what this story really is about, isn't it? I mean, it takes a, its time getting there. My God, does it take its time getting there. But essentially, like what you've just said there about it starting up here and sort of going around, it is really a story of kind of discovering the importance of hope and love, isn't it, against mm. the darkness. It's kind of one of those stories. Um, yeah, I just think it took its long-ass time getting there for me. I have yeah. a question, though, about... Um, see the, or Peter Parker's parents... Right, maybe mm. there's someone in the chat will know more. 
I thought they were gone. Like that was it. Like, are these the clones or the robots or whatever? Like, is there you know? Wasn't the dad just captured for like twenty years by the Russians? Yeah, is that in the story? But have they ever been alive? Really? Is is this not just something where like it's like the they are like alien robots and you discover that later on in our story? Or is that I don't I don't know. This is just I've heard. I'm kind of trying to go. Luke will know. Ask Luke. Yeah, (laughs) a resident Spider Man expert will know. They. But yeah, my understanding was that they were weren't they spies at some point and they were held in a in a Soviet prison. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's, but that's I did exactly. find it a bit weird that one, it wasn't even a pep talk, it was sort of talking down to Peter from his dad, and he just sort of ignored all the teachings of his uncle and everything he'd been through, and he's like, yeah, people are bad, I'm going to go punch some people. And was like, Come on, Pete. Wasn't that just like a culmination of everything that was going on, and the fact that Shriek was wrecking everyone as well? Well, it wasn't clear if she had that sort of power over Spider-Man, was it? Did was that was her influence reaching him as well? Because it just seemed to come out of nowhere. Like it was one one pet talk from his dad, and that was it. It was just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was affecting them um, because yeah, at so. a point they did get a kind of bit bloodlusty about them as well, didn't they? Uh, so I think it was kind of affecting them in a way. Whether because they had superpowers, they were able to resist it more than like us mere mortals. Yeah. Um, but I think it was getting to them at, at a point. I think it highlights the desperation he was to, to beat Carnage because strange for a Marvel title, there was literally mass murder. Like it was murder <laughs> yes. in every issue. Yeah. Like it wasn't like yeah. they just wanted to kill a few people. There were mass murdering people in the street and the police stations. Everyone was just getting killed. Yeah. 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 I think I think right. one point they said that uh was it in one of the issues it started off as like a news show didn't it and it was like blood is covering the streets or blood is filling the city and it was like yeah that's that kind of puts it there for you from the people i've spoken to though that is one of the bigger selling points of this story arc uh, is in the sense of that's a criticism that people had about absolute carnage uh was that you know they they seem to be less kind of body count in that than there was in maximum carnage that was one of the criticisms about it so it seems like it's a, it's a big selling point um yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it shows a real evil character, doesn't it? I mean, if they're actually... Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're not just playing games and just, you know, doing silly we, things. We have an update here. Uh, they were spies, they died, and then came back a few times, but they were definitely they were definitely clones or robots. Always safe to assume it's clones. Clones <laughs> everywhere in Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did find it, because um, I quite like Felicia. Um, hey, Grey Man. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like I was a bit disappointed when she left and sort of cowered away. Um, yeah. She was like, no, I've had enough of this. I'm sort of, I'm going, I don't want to, I'm out of my depth, basically. Um, so I, I did like when she came back, because I, I thought that was it. I thought they were literally going to just send her away and just bring in a new character to take her place. Was it? Well, Fires they did. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was it for the rest of the book. So I'm glad she came yeah. back and sort of redeemed herself. So I was quite disappointed in that. I was like, no, she's she's a bit of a badass. She shouldn't be just mm. running from a fight. But I think Can all anyone... of that that happened to all of those characters, you know, Peter Parker, it happened to Cloak as well, of Cloak and Dagger. It happened to, um, you know, Cat uh, uh, there as well. Cat Cat. Cat Cat, yeah. It happened to... Uh, it, I, I think that was part of the great story. If you look at it, all of them had doubts about their own beliefs of what they should be doing in, in that story arc to me. It's like they all go through that period. How I, how I feel it went, like, I, I think you could have read before 
Maximum Carnage, and then after Maximum Carnage, and nothing would have changed with the characters. You know what I mean? Like they all started at their point of where whatever they believe in. Yeah. They go through all this stuff, and they come out of it with the stuff that they believed in back again. So they're like, yes, they have that journey, but there's nothing. Um, yeah. Nothing's done damage. Nothing is going to last. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was. It's a cool fourteen issues. I understand. It's like over a year. Oh no, it's probably not over a year, is it? Because it's over multiple things, isn't it? Multiple different stories. So it's an amount of time. Let's do that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it it was. It's nice to see that journey. But overall, the start and the finish, everyone's a bit the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see what you mean. It does. It does leave you feeling yeah. like you've just come full circle. Like yeah. they got back to exactly where they were to start with. So essentially nothing's changed. No progression there in that. Yeah. It, it's more of a reaffirmation, isn't it? Rather yeah. than any change. Probably just but the fact that MJ probably. Comic Deal's asking a question here. Sorry, Comic Deal. Um, she did. Yeah. She did get beaten up. And that's why she walks away. As Shane mentioned there. You see, the thing is about going full circle and coming back and realizing about love and hope and stuff. Like, I've never been a huge Captain America fan. I mentioned it in Secret Wars, but I thought when Captain mm. America appeared in this this book, I thought he was great. Like I it was great. I wanted to talk about that because did anyone like notice like the the Christian reference to him showing up? Did anyone notice it? So so it was like uh, Spider Man was pretty much done wasn't he? he was like give me a sign please like someone give me a sign and he turns up captain america's there and he's got the sun behind his head you know like <laughs> oh, in the church same. windows and stuff i'll try and find it but uh, so we can so we can show everyone but i, was I, like, I know what you mean yeah i was like this is the proper like very religious reference here we had the conversation um during secret wars um I, you know I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of captain america like i don't i get that people like that him showing up and then taking the leadership and showing where to go but to me i just it just makes me want to go just go away mate you know what i mean <laughs> like stop being a show off you know yeah i just can't help shake that feel sometimes really. yeah and so this wasn't any different for me it didn't make him any more likable or any less likable for me I had never read Captain America, but this, like, I, I kind of feel like I want to read more of them. But I, I'd be the same as you, Dean. I don't, I don't want too much of that. But in terms of this book, when everything was just murder and chaos, that was quite nice to get it a wee bit, like a wee bit of more hope. And then you had that team at the end. You had uh, Deathlock, you had Iron Fist, Spider-Man, um, and Captain America. And that was, like, the team. That's, like, you knew this is the, this is the last team they're going to make. There's no more newbies coming in. This is, the, this is the end. They're now going to win the war. And I thought that was great. But they, so, um, let's talk about Shriek. C comic deal here, he's saying, I liked Shriek. She's the metal girl you hate to love. Well, obviously, she first appears there in that that issue one of this, um, mm. in uh, Spider-Man Unlimited there. Uh, did we like her as a character? Did we not? She had a backstory that obviously wasn't fully explained. Like, whatever happened while she was in that void, mm. what mm. made her... We had, a, obviously, a, a part of it whenever... Um, Dagger came back and tried to show her the light as such and whatever, but there's just a lot there that wasn't really mentioned. But as the character, like I don't like all that kind of the the the, the cute names, the car each like Carney and Baby and all this kind of uh, stuff. Like, <laughs> just married so next thing what they're like. You know, Phil's not a romantic like, thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, the whole family dynamic there of. Carnage and Shriek being and like husband and wife, and he had Doppel or Doppy, yeah. um, and, yeah, we and, names and stuff. Demo and 
carry on and everything. And, it was and they were the calling whole... them mum and dad, weren't they? I know, it was just so yeah, weird. Did anybody else yeah, find that incredibly weird? weird. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just strange, wasn't it? It was just some weird complex of Carnage had, I think. And then because yeah. Shriek was crazy, she kind of went along with it. And uh, as Luke says here, just that uh, Shriek was the mummy of the group. Correct. And, uh, yeah, definitely was. Um, it was just weird. The whole like there was no need. It was just no. That's, I I felt that as well, Scott. I felt that if they'd have left that out, it wouldn't have really changed anything in the dynamic of the story or those villains. Like, but does it? Just, but does it not? Odd. Does it nod to Carnage's, you know, mental state? Maybe. Maybe that's you why know, that they put it there. Know. Who knows? Who said referred to the fact, what was the line, like, that he killed his bum because his dad tried to kill him or something like that, whatever the, the line was. He yeah. times. So there's clearly daddy issues and mummy issues within. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with Comic Daily. I think that they did try to kind of put it in to come up with a kind of like weird Manson family, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of family kind of vibe to it, you know what I mean? But because they're not family... Yeah, because yeah, they're not family. It just came across as just damn weird, you know. Especially when Carrion joined as well, and he's like, yeah. oh, well, Anu's cool son. Like, what? It's kind of uncomfortable to read, this, like, fully grown demon-looking man calling this woman mom. It's like, you've known her for three pages, dude. Calm down. <laughs> but that said, there is a lot of effed-up family oriented stuff that goes on in this. Shane, I mean, we were talking before this of your, your favourite panel of the comic book. I don't know if you still got it there. You want to show people what that was? <laughs> this panel just, oh my gosh. It's just so funny. With the mum dangling her two children off the roof because she's just going to drop them. And she's like, lousy rugrats, take every minute I have and every penny I make. And she's just going to throw them off the roof until Spider-Man's like, don't do that. And she goes, all right. He's <laughs> <laughs> baby dangling. Yeah, that would not be allowed in today's comic books. I would never write to draw that in, sure they wouldn't. If it's good enough for Michael Jackson, it's good enough for Marvel. <laughs> there it is. Oh, wait, what about Michael Jackson? there that was a funny panel i have got a a panel to share with you guys as well i did mention um let me my favorite panel and it was this was just purely for the nostalgia factor uh shane that part where you reference where like the whole city's kind of going crazy and shrieks had that effect on people and people are out there looting and causing violence and stuff this panel just kind of made me chuckle because like this just showed you like it was of the time uh, if, you just, if you just kind of read that, like yeah. 10 megs yeah. of RAM yeah. and 8 oh, meg yeah. hard drive, <laughs> why shouldn't I take it? <laughs> I also screen grabbed that because it's like, that wouldn't it's be worth it in these days. It wouldn't be worth going to prison for that. <laughs> I'm surprised he can carry it out. Weren't they like the size of a room back then? <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. That really made me chuckle out. I was like, that's brilliant. You're looking back on that now. <laughs> oh, so what did you guys, what did you guys feel about the um I know we kind of moved on from it but I really wanted to get your guys uh opinion on it really just from for myself uh did you find that you preferred different artwork and different writing on different issues did you feel yes. that, that that kind of hindered the story arc or was you okay with that I just want to see me, whether it was just me For me I thought I think it was issue 12 or 13 um shriek's face was so weird and it was also the same issue that like 
carry on actually started talking because he's pretty mute for the whole time. And then he starts chatting when Shriek is what like nearly killed or she, you know, when Carnage starts like basically abusing her, um, which I want to talk about later. But um, uh, yeah, I think that was the one for me. I was like, what is this? But the last issue, I loved the art. I thought the art was really good in the last issue. I think they paid a lot of attention to it. I thought um, the dialogue in the last one was, I think the last issue was the best one. Yeah. Like the dialogue yeah. even was very good. Like the way the stuff that I'm just saying during the battle scenes with Carnage, I just thought the last issue was easily the best of the 14. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I've never heard two. I think I've never heard two one night in the limelight. What about, yeah, you, Shane? You're very quiet down there regarding the, the different artists and writers across the well, thing. Did that have that an impact happening. for you? We're, like, we're probably used to it because all our comics, when they have their um, crossovers with other titles, they've got one issue on Superman and then another one on Teen Titans. So you kind of get used to the variation, like the writing's going to be slightly different and the um, art's going to be different because they're different teams working on those books, even though it's one story. And you kind of get used to it, so your brain sort of just fills in the gaps and goes, yeah, don't worry about that. I always find that, 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 that you are spot on. It does happen with all kind of crossovers and things like that, but I do find it has more of an impact on some than others. And oh, I yeah. felt this one, it really it bothered me, where usually some, it would bother me a lot less. This one bothered me more, I think. I think if the, if the story had been... If there had been more of a story and then these different writers were trying to write that story, then I think it would have been a bit more of an issue. But because there was no story and it was just action scenes after action scenes, I think my brain was just like, just enjoy the pictures. Look, there's colours. You heard it here, folks. There's no story. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I got a huge fan of the 90s artwork. The 90s style, like, it might be, I don't know, I'm not an artist. Dino's, Dino's the artist after last night. But um, <laughs> that's that man, Andy at Perpetual <laughs> Comics, man. He carried my ass, I'm telling you. <laughs> but I, I just think 90s art's tremendous. And like, I think this was kind of, I think it was fabulous. And I, yeah, and as I, soon as I saw the first page of, um, of in, in, he's in like the, um, oh, the Hannibal Lecter thing, and they're yes. like wheeling him yeah. in. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love this already. There's just, just the so, detail. There's so much to look at. And yeah. a lot of it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. <laughs> No, it doesn't have to. It just has yeah. to. Just, it just has to, to be the yeah. yeah, just just to interject there as well, because Phil mentioned that uh, the the art thing he's talking about was that a bunch of the UK folks went on uh, just to reckon and his comics lay more frame show last night, where we took on some of our US brothers and sisters in a in a drawing game. So if you've not watched that, you can go watch it. It's good fun. It was a good you laugh. Have two minutes, don't you? Yeah, two minutes. And of course, for us over here in the UK, like it, the show starts at 1am. So you're kind of like half asleep going, right, Silver Age Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find it quite difficult, to be honest. But yeah, so if you've not seen that, you can go and check that out. It was, uh, it was good fun. Back to the show, folks. Back to the show. Can I, um, what does everyone think of the, the team dynamics of the good guys? Um, personally, I felt like uh, Venom was in charge most of it. Yeah, I felt like he was putting uh, Spider-Man back on track. Uh, some of the times, like you know, he would um, get uh, dis- distracted by um, you know, like uh, the the car robbery. I think it was the carjacking and stuff like that. And then Venom was all like, you know, 
you know, tr- tr- trying to like just get him back, <laughs> just get him back uh, into uh, just get him back into the mindset of like, look, we need to go and get Carnage. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just I thought think- then. I like what Comic Girl's saying here as well. Maximum Carnage should be considered a growl for actually giving something for a poor man, poor man's spawn. Not whenever, he first, whenever he yeah. first appears, thinking a spawn in this book. What is going on? <laughs> I thought the same, yeah. It's, it, the cape and the mask, everything is just exactly spawned, yeah. He didn't do um, anything, though. He, he, like, what, he, he didn't do three anything. It's three lanes a whole bit. <laughs> he fought for like two panels and then <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> I did think the um, the bad guys teams were a little bit more interesting because the good guys yeah. were always um, we've got to do what we have to do and then Spider-Man's like no we can't do we just have to be good and, and he's like no let's not be good and then the other people are like no we should be good and it's like okay you're boring now let's go back to the bad guys <laughs> I, think, I think you're spot on there Shane there were definitely more layers and more complex things behind the villains than the heroes in this one with the heroes, there was essentially two teams. One who was willing to do the job at any cost, yep. kill here okay. and get killed. And then you had the good, you know, the the, the really good folks who don't want to fly. Yeah. But then that flip-flopped because Black Cat was on the team that was willing to do anything. Yeah. And then she's like, well, no, actually, we should just, you know, See, Black do Cat what the heroes do. Have a bit of a history, doesn't she, with Peter Parker and stuff? Like, uh, so obviously, the love made her change her mind at the end of the day. Um, has her suit always been that low cut? I mean, that was <laughs> next. Ne- that was very far down. I mean, did how does get, that like lower and lower every issue? <laughs> I swear it did. Was it tearing? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Yeah. It's like maybe did she forget to zip it up because it was just all the way down? You're asking these questions and you're missing one important thing. And Tom's just said it again here. Nineties. <laughs> Nineties. <laughs> Who needs clothes? It was the nineties. We had yeah, it was. <laughs> you got it flaunting it. It's that time. It's the nineties. You know, you know they, they were all the same, weren't they? It was yeah, sh- uh, black cat, shriek, and uh, dagger. Dagger. Daggers was just had, oh my just god! Boom. I mean, that Marvel universe must run out of titty tape really often. Like <laughs> so often, <laughs> all the field heroes are just going in like mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did we feel there was a right balance of characters there? And I'm only again, I'm going back to one of the criticisms that we had about Secret Wars about it just being an overload. To use your words there, um, Scott, what did you say? A, a character vomit. Character um, vomit. <laughs> yeah. Did, did we feel that in this, or did we feel the balance was kind of right for for this? I know, I know, Scott, you said it was better in this for you. It was, but what do you, what did you guys think? Well, I, I like likes of Deathlock who came in. Like he played a pretty major part. It wasn't like he was just there to be there. He had, yeah, he um, had to go collect the McGuffin machine, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. The Goober. <laughs> the good, the good bomb, wasn't it? it was the good, the good yeah, bomb. the good bomb. I had to write down what it was called. The Alpha Magnum Illumina Illuminizer. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I read that and I was all like, oh, come on, just stop trying to baffle me with nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> It's it's even like, the part where, like, the Iron Fist was trying to calm the crowd with his yeah. inner chi, like, it's all about chi, really, isn't it? Like, like, I'll just stand there and stare yeah. with my soul. Yeah. Again, Phil. Like, again. He's trying to calm the floor. <laughs> 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 
the nineties have got a lot to answer for here, haven't they? Really, I think that you know this this book does get away with a as where Secret Wars didn't get away with a lot of things for its time. Uh, I think this does. Would that be fair for me to say that? Could have Spider Man, I suppose, as well. At the end of the day, there's probably a lot more Spider Man fans around than anyone else for Marvel, so it does get a. <laughs> Shane, you've got a salute, sir. I did not think I would hear the words titty tape on a Maximum <laughs> Carnage review. I salute you. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, I'm going to have to get some branded titty tape now, aren't I? With Dawn of Comics logo on it. <laughs> Dawn of Comics titty tape. Wow. <laughs> this is what sets us apart as a review show. We're not afraid to go there, folks. Luke was saying, a lot of people moan that Absolute Carnage was too short. This, I feel, was too long. Both are very much the same story-wise in the sense of them just being a stepping stone rather than an epic end. Yeah, eh, kind of, I think that's kind of fair. Well, I went back and I edited my first note, which was too many issues, and then I edited in for too little story. <laughs> yeah. How many issues would you have had it? I mean, that could have been done in a four, couldn't it? But the amount of story there was, that could have been done in a four. You could have quite... Yeah. I, I disagree. I, I would have said, I would have, I think, six for me. If you'd have trimmed down some of that fighting, I think you could have got away with the six. You could have probably put more emphasis on the uh, the hope and the love and the dark light. You could have brought that in earlier and just curtailed some of that fighting nonsense. If you can say well, that. Eventually issue. became... In the last issue, we've mentioned it's my, it's my favourite a lot, but... Essentially, all the other guff had went away. All the team members had gone. It was literally down to the final three before we see it from Black Cat. That's that could have been the story in your four or six issue uh, story. That was it. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. them defeating Carnage, apart from all this stuff in the middle and all these strange characters and so on. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. can read the first two issues and the last two issues and not really miss anything in between. Yeah. There's not really much to miss. Yeah, I think you're kind of right. That's the that goes back to the point, like Scott made, like where they the, a lot of the story characters start here with that belief, and usually with these stories, you expect some sort of transgression or there's some sort of growth. But like you saying there, you read the first and the last issues, and there's not a lot of growth. Is that it's almost like there was a problem, they dealt with it, and they kind of got back on track to where they were when they started. Yeah, yeah, one, pretty much. One it. thing we would have missed if we just. Don't let Shane Dunn read the first two and the last two. You would have missed these. What is he wearing on his feet? <laughs> what is going on? Are they high heels? Are they his ballet shoes? I don't know. It's like it's going to be a modern <laughs> st- no, style where people have their ankles out and stuff these days. Like, it's talking years of ahead shoes. Of Kevin's wow. raising Kevin's just raising a point here that none of us have obviously kind of acknowledged. And yeah, it all comes down to money, doesn't it? You know, so there you go. Yeah, if, we, I mean, if we're talking shoes, sorry, is did it, you find it? Yeah, Dean, can you share my other screen? Can I share your because screen? It, I yeah, believe that, I can. Is that possible? I think uh, so. Yeah, shouldn't be no reason why not. Are, are you? Are you? Are you in here? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Scott's causing problems. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Greedy but... with your two screens. I didn't know ah. we could have two screens each. Anybody <laughs> three next week? There you well, go, mate. I can make that bigger. You, uh, make, you make what bigger? <laughs> so, can we not see the name? Ah, guys, I am sorry. No, it's not going to work. Uh, anyway, 
What page was that? Maybe I can find uh, it. It was the last page of issue three. Okay, I apologize. talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> so what was on the last page of... Uh, uh, you, was, you tell us what it was and Shane will find it. It was when um, Peter was uh, chilling out with Mary Jane. It was just before... Um, <laughs> it was just before when uh, Venom kind of crashes into their apartment, apartment and he's there. He flips over the settee and he's wearing bare slippers. <laughs> he is. Oh, there you go. Look at go up a bit. If you go up a bit in the panel above, you see he's flipping over the settee in his bare slippers, slippers on. <laughs> I thought oh that was my nice. Gosh. Even though I, I, I never Even noticed that, that man. That's Even awesome. That, that picture there, Mary Jane, she's in her underwear, isn't she? With yeah. an open uh, dressing gown, is that right? Yeah, I think. And I Let's think all stay it. together. It's the nineties. <laughs> but she doesn't have a cigarette. I think that was the first page you see her without a cigarette in her hand. See, that's the thing. If you if you weren't really reading Spider Man, but you say watch the Tobey Maguire movies where Mary Jane was quite like just plain and good and all this kind of stuff, and you read this book and you see her with her underwear smoking cigarettes, you think, who is this person? This is not Mary Jane. That's a real woman. <laughs> That's a 90s woman. I, I, I felt that about Mary Jane. I feel, again, I think she was a character that lost her way as well. And then at the end, we kind of get the MJ back that we kind of know and love. Uh, again, this seemed like a running theme with all of the characters for me. Like they were losing their way and then they found their way back. You know, it just seemed like a reoccurring theme. I wonder um, if you do ask the writers about it, will they just go... It was because of Shriek. It was her yeah. <laughs> power just making everyone feel a bit crazy. And then you oh, get rid it? of Shriek. I think more than likely that was probably the intention with it. At least I get that impression from yeah. reading it. What I didn't understand in the first uh, four issues, there's, there's just mass murder and these news reports, but yet they were still having nightclubs and partying. Surely the say she had a Yes. <laughs> yes. Phil, it was the 90s. <laughs> um, I'm not going to not go to the club because there's a murderous symbiote on the loose, okay? I don't know what where you're from, but where I'm from, the clubs stay open. <laughs> Just wear a mask and wash your hands. <laughs> can, can I ask a question of you all as well? Yes. Um, did we have a favourite character in this, hero or villain? Who do we felt like really stood out in this? I, I love Spider-Man just in general. I think his, his conflict he always has with himself type thing. And like uh, I Spider-Man, whenever he's in battle scene, he's quite witty and he talks to himself a lot. And you know, I just like that character in general anyway. Didn't you find yeah. that just too many one-liners though throughout this book? That, that, that is, that's, that's what he does at the end of the day. That's, yeah, that's what he's that's that's him, isn't he? I know, but too many. I mean, this guy is murdering dozens of people every issue. I mean, I don't think now is the right time to make a joke, Pete. <laughs> it's the 90s! <laughs> I just keep forgetting. Well, come a bit whiny with this whole broken ribs. Like, it's like, right, we know your ribs are broken. Stop talking about yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. My ribs are broken. Shane, how about you? Did any standout character for you there? Um, I really liked Firestorm. I really liked her when she showed up. Um, I thought she just she added um, just something extra to the team because she wasn't really. I know she wasn't as boring as the others seemed to be. Like they were all very one note. I mean, I know all the rest, and I weren't too up on who she was. So when she came, she was a nice sort of breath of fresh air. 
and I, I really like her design as well. <laughs> um, I agree, mate. Fun, funky Jacob say, gotta be daddy. I mean, carnage. <laughs> We're getting a lot of love here for the doppelganger. Yeah, I, like, I think we had, we yeah. had Kevin uh, from Superpower Review and MJ both, both saying doppelganger, man. They love the doppelganger. Look, Scott, how about you? Uh, no, me, yeah, I, I think he just grunted and made noises, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. There was a part where Shriek understood what he was saying. Like they were in mid conversation, and he would just yeah. grunt and growl. And she's like, "Yes, baby," and all that. Like she knew exactly what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, the way there is pretty true today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How about yourself, yeah. Scott? Mine. Um, I'm gonna go with Venom. I think. I think I liked it most when he was on. He was in the book. Um, pretty much because of his uh, messed up view. He was. His black pants. His black pants. Great black pants. Um, <laughs> no, uh, his messed up view on justice. I kind of like that. Um, oh, nice tattoo plug there, Phil. That was nice. Look at that. A brand new tattoo. Yeah, Venom was cool. Um, yeah, I just like I just like the whole his whole story in it. I think I was drawn to him the most in terms of like he was trying to do good by killing off Carnage. And at one point, you know where Spider-Man just kept stopping him. And at one point, I was just like, just let him do it. <laughs> just crack on. Look, he's he's caused all these murders. Just let him. Scott, I'm surprised at you, mate. Venom's <laughs> turned you into a monster. Yeah, but they already thought Carnage was dead, didn't they? So it's not like yeah. they'd be doing anything. Yeah. And his host is a mass murderer as well. So come on now. I think I think for me, uh, I, I I'm going to agree with Scott. Um, I liked Cloak in it. I thought he was quite a yeah. good character, yeah. like the way that he came through in that. Uh, but Venom uh, for me did shine in this. And uh, myself and uh, Kevin from Superpower Review in in the chat, we sat down and we talked. He he chose to talk about uh, Amazing Spider-Man 300, and we went on to talk about you know Lethal Protector and how that kind of was credited as being a big development boost for Venom in how we would see him today from when he started. And I think that happens in this story arc too. I think we get more development of Venom leaving the bad behind and becoming a kind of better character, the one that we kind of know today. Yeah, it's like an anti-hero, isn't he? Yeah, he is now. But originally he was he was straight out villain, wasn't he? And it was... After that uh, lethal protector, that was the turning point, the pivot point for him. And then you get this. Um, and this is kind of like, you can still see the hints of bad there, but I think we're kind of seeing him moving further on in this. I think it's, um, I think you see, oh, what am I trying to say? I think um, Venom is so into this because he feels so responsible um, because Carnage was it is just a piece of the, sim the same symbiote that makes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, part of the same symbiote that just makes carnage. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Spider-Man feels responsible too because he ended up he brought the symbiote didn't he the Earth essentially too. So yeah. because of well, that, I think um, what was that storyline? Where where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the bond that him and Venom share. There, isn't it? They both feel yeah. that guilt yeah. for bringing carnage or being responsible for carnage. Being obviously Spider-Man bringing Venom and then Venom, you know, spawning carnage. So I think they kind of share that responsibility, don't they? I do like the idea that it's now in his blood and it's not a suit. I thought that yes. was a nice twist. Is there a thing to say how it got on his blood? You know, or is it just, it's just there now? 
I don't know. I'm guessing that would have been in, say, like the main um, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man run. Kevin from Super Bad Review, he will definitely know. He's like the biggest symbiote fan um, I've ever spoken to. So he would definitely know. So, Kevin, if you know how he got into Cassidy's blood, just drop us a comment, mate, and let us know. So um, I remember playing a game based on this. Did you? Back when I was a what kid. What kind of weird games were you playing as a child? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a, there was a video game. Like a, like a, was it like a side-scrolling beat-em-up game, like a Streets of Rage? Kevin says it's the blood of his victims. <laughs> oh, lovely. I don't understand. There you go. No, I thought it was his own... Not it's not the game Shane's playing, folks. That was in answer to the question we were asking. The blood of a spectrum, <laughs> no, Sorry, Shane. Go on. You tell us about the game. Uh, there was a there was a Maximum Carnage game for oh. consoles back in the back in the nineties. The wow. PS One was it? I'm not, not... I don't remember that. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, we... remember, cause I remember playing as Black Cat because I would. You're always right, mate. That. We got some confirmation here. Yeah, it's yeah. Side scroller, like Streets of Rage games. So you get to pick two characters if you're playing two player. Sega. Uh, apparently, Luke, Luke's saying, yeah, it's quite difficult to get a hold of these days. The Sega, wow. yes. And Kevin's yeah. saying, love that game as well. I don't remember so, that one at all. Someone's going to have to send me a link to a YouTube video or something so I can check that out. I do not remember yeah. it. It's called Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage, and it was out in 94. Oh, so this was so the game was based on the comic or no they must have started making the game before so no this 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 story up with 93 the game was yeah. 94 so it would have been yeah, a but, year after yeah but they would have started they would have had to make the game it would have taken a couple of years to make the game wouldn't it not back yeah. in them days oh, no, no. No. <laughs> they, they kicked games out pretty quick back then but they only had 10 megabyte computers how did they make it <laughs> 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 oh. but yeah it's cool it was a fun ah, game. there we go the game came with a comic book as well Ooh. extremely rare Oh, I bet, I bet that comic is hard. Yeah. We're getting a lot of news here. I like that comic is hard to find in good condition. Yeah. Uh, the opening song was Mob Rules from Black Sabbath. Man, that's a memory you got there, Kevin. Uh, Genesis uh -huh. and uh, Super NES. Say, I'm not going crazy. I knew it existed. <laughs> you had me questioning myself there, Dean. <laughs> and we've got some more. Uh, it's related to Cassidy being the perfect host for Carnage. He's more bonded than ever to Venom and his symbiote. Uh, and then I'm guessing referring to the 90s, what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. GP Venom used to rent it from Blockbuster. Uh, from what? There you go, man. What? From <laughs> Blockbuster. Yeah. You remember the old video shop? You know, it was next door to Woolworths. <laughs> oh, God. That's a deep car. <laughs> so, folks, um, we're at the three quarter mark there. So let's go round and. Uh, should we, should we do our scores and give our general opinions of what we loved and what we didn't like? Yes. Yeah. Scott, do you want to start us off? Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, like I said um, earlier, I really like the way that the characters kind of trickled in. I think that was a really good way to get new readers like myself to learn and understand the characters instead of the character vomit. Um, the, but, yes, it was very fighty. A lot of it was, uh, there was only story for Peter, NJ, uh, Venom, and Carnage. Uh, there wasn't really much story for the other characters, in my opinion. And um, I feel like a lot of the characters, especially the bad ones, were very one-lined. Uh, so like Demogoblin, we haven't really talked about him. Um, he was just no. all about um, 
I need them sins. That's pretty much all, all he wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah, for those watching, his main ambition is to kind of cleanse the earth of sin by just killing everybody, isn't it, really? That's, that's his plan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, based I think based on all of that, um, I think there was, I did have a bit of a, an emotional pull at the end where uh, MJ finally pretty much just gave up and just went, look, just be Spider-Man. I'm happy with it. And like, you know, I love you, blah, blah. And I, I thought that was nice. Um, and I had a bit of a like, oh, uh, moment. And, but overall. Did you, did you cry? No, I didn't cry. It's not as good as Seven Secrets, man. So, yeah, overall, for all of that, and probably a little bit more, I'm going to give it, um, I'm sorry, Phil, um, six and a half. A 6.5. I think that's the first decimal number we've actually given it. I know we got one for Secret Wars, but I don't think we've actually issued a 0.5. So 6.5 from Scott. Yes. I think you make Sorry. some valid points. No, I think, <laughs> I think you make some valid points there, mate. Um, there was a lot of good in this, but there was a lot of bad as well. Um, it was so, just the fact I, that... Sorry. No, go on. You can finish. It was, it was just the fact that it just started and ended the same. That's all. Just for the characters yeah. in their in their kind of um, emotional uh, growth and character growth. That's yeah. Yeah. Phil, how about yourself? Well, we discussed before we came on about taking notes, and um, I didn't need to take notes to write. I loved all this. That's why you know. That's why I would write anyway. I thought it was great from start to finish. Yes, there's characters that come in and. Some play their part, some are you don't really need them, but it didn't take away from me reading this book one to fourteen. I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it from start to finish. There wasn't nothing that took me out of the story. Um Carnage is um mental, he's bonkers and he needs to be stopped. I do agree that Venom should have been allowed to kill him as as, as Scott alluded to. But, God, um, man, I'm never crossing you guys now. <laughs> but it's like as long as you say, don't mass murder, it's fine. It's like I always say, like a movie or a TV show. If you kill them, then there's no movie or TV show. So you can't, you know, you have to continue for 14 issues of a comic book to sell the comic books, or else they're pointless. So, mm -hmm. um, no, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. The 90s art, even though it was different, every issue I thought was just great 90s, crazy bonkers art. So, what, what would you score it, mate? I feel like I want to know what you used here, scoring it first, so I can then work out in my head how to get it in top spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm not going to give it a 10. I'm not, it's not the perfect book. I know that. It's just purely for me, my enjoyment of it. I thought it was great. So I'm going to play it cool. And, and you play it. it. You just you give your honest personal. You do opinion. you. Doesn't yeah, you do. It doesn't matter what we're saying or the chat. You tell us what you thought of it personally. For a mind, I'm in the kind of like a big Venom kick at the minute. You know, I'm Venom and Carnage and Spider-Man all over at the minute. So I am probably biased. I'm gonna give it eight and a half to counteract uh, Scott's <laughs> eight point five. <laughs> Put a cheeky point five in there to counteract. <laughs> Shane. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. Before we move on to you, Shane. Phil, seeing as you were saying that you're a big Spider-Man fan, would you yeah. say then, at your level of how much you love this, is this a must-read for a Spider-Man fan? The issue I had with it is that there's so much more you need to know before it. I think 
So to just oh, okay. read this from the off, it's not a starting point. By, by so it's a yes, but with a caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to read it. You're a Spider-Man fan, read it, but just don't let this be the first one you read. <laughs> Come on, Shane. People are expecting nine nine point fives and tens from you, buddy. Um, Reading it as a trade, it's just far too long. Um, I read it all in one go, which is probably well, it's not how it was meant to be read. So maybe if I'd have read it um, issue to issue, because it would have been what maybe two or three issues a month, if if it went over three or four titles, so it wouldn't have been too much of a slog because it did just it kept going. But I will say it wasn't a chore to read like Secret Wars. Secret Wars was a chore. I felt like I was, I felt like they should have paid me to read that. I was working so hard. Did you not get paid? (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't a chore. And even though there was no story, I wasn't bored because there was just action, action, action. It did get tedious. It did get a bit samey, but the pages were so beautiful. It didn't really matter that it was the same fight over and over again because it was just new characters. And there was those lovely two page splash pages that I would just, if I was reading this as a kid, I would have ripped those out and stuck them on my wall as a poster. They were fantastic. I so agree, mate. Um, overall, it wouldn't be fair to give it anywhere near what I gave Secret Wars because I didn't enjoy that. I didn't like that. That was terrible from start to finish. This wasn't terrible. It just didn't have a story. So I think the fair score would be um, a rock hard six. Rock hard. Mm. Rock hard. It's, a rock hard. it's not a soft six. It's a rock hard six. Yeah, it's like, budget. to seven, then it is five, but it's a six from me. Okay. Well, you're not going to put a 0.5 in there like everybody else. I was going to put a 0.2. No, we're not going that stupid. I'll allow 0.5s, but we're not not going down in decimals. (laughs) So, yeah, we've had a few uh, eights, a few sevens. Uh, You know, I I think, you know, you you guys are all there. I think for me, I... The the thing I I kind of struggled with more than anything else was uh, partly what you're saying, Shane, about how the battles did become a bit tedious. Uh, go forward. I still enjoyed them, but I, I did get to the point where I was all like, oh, come on. Do you know what I mean? Like, stop now. Um, and I found it hard. Just, again, it didn't affect the understanding of the writing, but I, I it affected the sort of um, the, uh, what do you call it, the continuity for me, the change in writer and the change in artist from issue to issue. I sometimes found that very noticeable, which I think broke a little bit of the engagement for me on there. I found some characters great. I found others less so. Uh, and I did prefer the villains, but I did think the family structure thing was a bit weird and that they should have left it out. But overall, I mean, I am a big Carnage fan, as you can see on the back here. I am a lover of Carnage, and I did enjoy him in this book, and I did enjoy Venom um, and, and the development of Venom in this book. So for me, without waffling on any more about it, I am going to give this... A seven for me. Nice. Seven. Nice. So, using the power of my brain. (laughs) Come on, laptop. Come on, laptop. Uh, (laughs) We get an average of seven. Hey. All right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Phil's going to kick (laughs) off. This is kind of our first semi controversial one, I guess. Like, this is one where, like, the first two, we've all been pretty unanimous on the score we're giving it, but we are, you know, there was, well, between Shane and Phil, there was two and a half points. So, 
Mm. There's a little bit of uh, controversy there. Controversy. Yeah, and I think we're going to get these ones come up quite often. Um, you know, we're going to have. Uh, oh, look, there's always one, isn't there? In, in every say. in every herd, <laughs> there's always one man. Talking about controversial, our chat's getting a wee bit kind of, um, you know, between rock hard sixes and cucumbers, whatever that is down there. For being a yeah, we are we are doing some rather exciting talk here. So uh, let me just. Uh, pull in the leaderboard so folks can see hold on one second i think if uh, this was a bit more compressed i think like if dean said if it was six issues i think this would have scored a lot higher this would have scored yeah. so much higher because if i'd have sat there and read six issues i wouldn't have got that you know the just the fatigue the fighting fatigue yeah yeah, yeah. There, there you are folks that is our current leaderboard on there after the we've added maximum carnage on there so we still have Gods and Mortals from last week with an 8.0 at number one. We now have Maximum Carnage at number two with a 7.0. And we have Secret Wars with a 5.5 at number Only two. 17 more to go and we'll get it off the board. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that this is going to stick around for quite a while. I've just got that feeling like it's just going to be this kind of joke thing that just hangs around. So that's the leaderboard, folks. And next week, uh, we will be back uh, on Wednesday again. And next week, we will be reading... Do you want to tell them what it is, Shane? It's Batman Confidential, The Cat and the Bat. The Cat and the Bat. And this yeah. was how many issues? Five, did you say? Yep, just five issues for that one. So this yeah. is a five-issue story arc from Batman Confidential that starts in issue 17... Uh, and then runs on for five issues from there. So that's what we're going to be taking a look at next week, folks. If you want to come and join us and make Ooh. up the herd, you can uh, you see what we're uh, making of that. I wonder if that's going to be a polarizing one as well. Uh, Kevin's telling us, do kingdom come? I would love to do that, to be honest. That's I've never read that. Ooh. Yeah, no, I knew I was going to get a ooh from that. Ooh. I've never read it. <laughs> it's almost like sacrilege to not have read that, isn't it? Luke, uh, Luke makes a good point here from Hydro Collectibles. Uh, he says, if a book gets the same mark as the earlier book holds its position. No, I think we just, we would call that a tie. So, you know, we would have it in, in you know, we would have both of those titles in, in fourth place. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that cool. would be would be fair, you know. There's your answer, Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to discriminate. I don't want to discriminate. You know, if of our five point fives, you know, if something gets a five point five, it goes in the same spot. I think. Um, Comic deal saying even I've read Kingdom Come and it's decent. I know, I know, I know it's a sin. I know I should have done it. <laughs> Maybe we'll put that on the list. But for I now, think... that is what we thought of Maximum Carnage from nineteen ninety three. Uh, that was a nice little trip back to the 90s for me, folks. I'll be honest 90s. with you. Yeah, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I've had great fun with this one. I'll be honest with you. It was long. It was a bit more difficult to get through, uh, purely just because of the length of this one. But I did have fun re reading this one. And this has been a fun episode for me. I thought this was a real good one to do. So we will see you all next week. All that remains left to do is to thank everyone for watching and making up the herd tonight. And... Get your waves out, everybody.